0: Welcome to So You Think That Was Good Do You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. This week we got our teeth stuck into Tron 1982, starring Jeff Bridges and some other people. Google the cast list if you're that interested. But before we get into that, who are we and how are we? My name is Evan and I'm joined by none other than Babe Fanatic himself. Harry, how you doing, boy?
1: Hello, Ev, how are you?
0: <laughs> I'm alright, mate. I feel a bit <laughs> manic.
1: Yeah, that was quite the intro there. <laughs> well, haven't we got a film today?
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that you wanted to carry on doing this, you know. I was more than prepared to accept you saying, I don't want to do a 7 I'm <laughs> out. I know that I'm the only one doing the podcast with you today, but fuck this and fuck you. It was too awful
1: try and bury the lead a bit mate
0: (laughs) no no beating around the bush they'll know from fucking plot point one that we did not enjoy this fuck
1: me yeah no i just (laughs) i've seen better films let's put it that way
0: (sighs) then let's try speed run this i'm making an actual challenge for us to go (laughs) sub one hour with this recording and maybe it'll be a nice 40 minute episode for people to enjoy
1: Oh, fingers So crossed. let's
0: give it a go. Let's start with the plot synopsis we always do, and it's just straight from the top of Google. When talented computer engineer Kevin Flynn finds out that Ed Dillinger, an executive at his company, has been stealing his work, he tries to hack into the system. However, Flynn is transported into the digital world, where he has to face off against Dillinger's computerized likeness, SARK, and the imposing master control program. Aided by Tron and Yori, Flynn becomes a freedom fighter for the oppressed programs of the Grid.
1: Yeah. That's
0: that's the movie, I guess. Yeah, this is one of those that it just is the movie.
1: I'm not really... Yeah, yeah. I guess that is the movie, it?
0: There's nothing much to say about it, and I wish the movie itself was as succinct as that. <laughs> so let's get stuck into the first... Bit of plot. I've actually skipped a few scenes. There are some scenes prior to this, but they, they don't establish anything you need to know. So the movie proper begins with our protagonist, Kevin Flynn, hacking into the system as the plots are not alluded to, where his best program, whose name I think was Clue, but he's not in it for long enough for us to care, is infiltrating said system for him. Now Flynn is talking to Clue as if they can communicate. And then all of a sudden, all he's really doing, we see from the real world side, he is just typing into a table at, I shit you not, about two words a minute. This is the... <laughs> he had no typing training for this job, Jeff Bridges. They just let him go and let him find all the letters. This is the first time anyone's seen a QWERTY keyboard. And he's just like, what the fuck is this order?
1: It was like watching myself type, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's called... Um... Touch typing? Touch typing? No, that's good typing. It's called that something like search and peck or something. <laughs> search and peck. That's <laughs> Because <laughs> you're that like a, exactly a crane looking for <laughs> a crane, the bird looking for little <laughs> bugs and pecking them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually notice how slow he was though, Evan. So insane. It though. can't have been that any worse than me.
0: Well, I noticed it because, like, it, it, the scene with the Clue was supposed to be exciting. But it wasn't. And then it switched to Flynn talking to him, but they they actually can't hear each other. There's no voice-to-voice stuff in this movie. It is one guy typing, and then a computer program sort of intaking it. And somehow, the typing was about as interesting as actually seeing Clue (laughs) being attacked by all these fucking tanks and that.
1: Oh, it... It was a bit naff.
0: Shall I just cut that out? You can leave it now if you want. I'll cut that out and add that in after everything I say and we'll have done the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that is the perfect word for this film, as I'm sure we'll find out. It's just naff.
0: <laughs> it's naff as fuck, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and apologies to all the Tron bloody evangelists out there who love this. The Tron stands, as it were. But being my first time seeing this,
1: yeah, why why am I
0: doing this now? You'll see hear at the end how atrocious I thought this was. <laughs> Clue is ambushed by all these digitized bloody spaceships and tanks, uh, mm. and his, his tank is blown up, and he's captured, and he's taken to master control where he's tortured.
1: Did you hear what he called the flying things?
0: Oh, I wrote the name down somewhere later on, but I can't remember what it is right now. Uh,
1: we later find out they're called recognizers. recognizers. I don't know if that's like a coding term or something. Maybe. I might be giving this film too much credit, who knows? I think you are. (laughs) (laughs) But Clue calls it a recognizer.
0: (laughs) And that fucking perfectly emphasises what the level of fucking research for this film was. (laughs) Nobody even told him how to say it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's only ever seen it written down, maybe. The actor's just get it.
0: (laughs) Well, we now meet uh, D- Mr. Dillinger, who was also alluded to in the plot synopsis, and he is the big executive at Encom, which is the company that Kevin Flynn used to work for. And he's also doing something very exciting now, which is typing into a big table where he's <laughs> contacting Master Control, who is like the the AI that controls this whole digitized world. My first point of contention with this it is not the big table scene. I didn't mind that he was typing into a table, thought quite cool and a lot quicker than Kevin. But his fucking <laughs> password to the AI that controls all assets for his corporation is Master, full stop. This movie is about the leading minds of programming, and he is the biggest executive in this company, and his password is only one rung above it actually just being password.
1: I don't know. He's got, like, a special character in there. That counts <laughs> so for he Because
0: right? <laughs> he put in Master, and it was like, oh... That's not good enough. This was before they made you capitalise one letter as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Were computers ever like this? Or is this just like in the past before people know what computers are? They thought we'd better dumb down computers for all these moviegoers.
0: I think this was before computers were available to people widely. 82. That's before like most people had computers, right? Certainly they didn't have the internet.
1: I don't know. We're
0: guessing at this. Uh, <laughs> oh, so he speaks to Master Control a bit here, and he has a nickname for him already, even though this is our first contact with this character. He's calling him something else. And it's Master C, which I find wholly unnerving because it's it feels almost sexual. But apart from that, what's the point of that nickname? You might as well say Master Control. Surely it's MC, if you're sure. That's like people calling me Evan L. Just Evan <laughs> Or if you really want to be short about it, E! <laughs> e!
1: Um, master C sounds like a C-themed rapper, maybe? Yeah. Not the Master Control program? I don't know.
0: There probably is a Master C floating about somewhere. Mm. <laughs> master C tells Dillinger here that um, he stopped Flynn for now. He caught that Flynn was trying to hack into the system. He destroyed Clue. Mm. Uh, but further action needs to be taken. He wants... Now, Mr. Lin- Dillinger, why am I calling him Mr. Dillinger? D is uh, he needs to take some action in the actual real world and stop employees at the company taking any sort of action against him, Master C. Yes. So because of this, Alan, who's just a guy who works at this company, Alan, you know, famous hero, Alan.
1: Did you get his name? Because I just, yeah. I've just called him some boffin all the way throughout this.
0: Mate, it is the only time his name is... Oh, no, wait, no. Tron does say it a few times, but he calls him Alan 1. So I could see why you wouldn't link that back to the actual guy. But yeah, this is just basically the only scene Alan is in. Wow, yeah. He's called into Dillinger's office because he's working on a special security program which can op- operate outside Master Computer... Master Control? master. Oh, I've written bloody Master C everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> master C... Uh, and he does, Master Seed does not want that happening because he, he likes to do something called appropriating other mm. programs, uh, which is just basically hacking into stuff and assimilating it into his system, which is how he's become so smart.
1: Evan. Yeah. What's the name of the program that Alan's working on?
0: It's Bloody Tron, isn't it, mate?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Bloody Tron. It's the name wow. of the movie. Yeah. I was
0: going to mention this later when Tron is introduced, but mm. I was really confused about this i didn't know there was a guy named tron nor did i really know what this movie was about all i'd ever seen about this was the bike thing you know that they like bikes yes i thought this whole movie was where they're in a game like it's ready player one or some bullshit, and they're just doing light bikes everywhere
1: that would have been good it would have been instead we get some rubbish about hacking with blue text on a computer screen (laughs) One
0: word a minute. <laughs> yeah, and that's like ten seconds of the movie—the bike stuff. So why do people associate? Why is that the thing that is remembered when it is barely anything? And it's not even good in this.
1: Oh, it's no. It's a bit like. <laughs> do you remember Math. in um Boba Fett there was that chase scene?
0: Oh, <laughs> where yeah, okay, that's the modern day equivalent of this.
1: Yeah, with those who were they called? They were like the biker like gang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some crap.
0: And it's just a 15-mile-an-hour chase throughout Mos Isley.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Similar vibes. Anyway, we're jumping ahead.
0: Well, next, we're down into the lab of Encom, where they're perfecting the technology that changes an orange into nothing and then back again.
1: <laughs> yes, we're in the Laser Bay, which, did yes. you notice, it looks very much like the TV room in Willy Wonka.
0: I did not notice that, no.
1: <laughs> Everything's white, there's a... Admittedly not a camera this time, but a laser that shoots a beam and something disappears.
0: Yes, it basically does control and X and then Control and V, but on oranges.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I think, how did I explain it? It, like, gets digitised and then what? undigitized,
0: maybe? Yeah, Some... but they don't say what it's for. No, I mean, in fact, I no did purpose think...
1: for this. Why is a company that makes games, why are they making a laser that disintegrates
0: things. Maybe for assets? Like, they don't want to let some guy spend 20 minutes putting an orange, a a pixelised orange, which would take about 30 seconds, let's be fair. Instead, they've got to spend billions of pounds on a machine which teleports something out of real space, and then five seconds later teleports it back into the same spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, it must be. What other explanation is there? (laughs) Master C wanted one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you know, I'm coming around on Master C, which I don't like because it's by association improving the movie in my mind and I don't <laughs> want it to. Well, Alan has come down to the lab because he wants to speak to Laura and because he's well, he's heard from Dillinger that Flynn has hacked the system and he knows Laura knew Finn, Flynn, so he's gone down there to tell her about it and she insists they have to go warn him. So they head over to Flynn's arcade... Where they're likely to find him, uh, and warn him that Dillinger knows. And mm. outright, seconds within being questioned, Flit admits that he's been hacking Encom, <laughs> so he has absolutely no self-preservation whatsoever. And he tells them that Dillinger stole five of his video games and got the promotion that he should have gotten. And so this is the stakes of the movie now. He's trying to get proof that those <laughs> video games were stolen. And pretty I know I put in Yeah, I put in our chat. Uh, Because I put this in when I was disappointed that this was literally about just copyright issues. Uh, But then the movie pretends that there's world domination at risk. But that dissipates so quickly and you realise that this is actually the stakes of the movie. It's just one guy's annoyed that another guy stole his ideas.
1: His arcade. Have you ever seen an arcade that busy? Have you ever seen an arcade?
0: Not now. Obviously they're extinct. (laughs) He has a successful business. Why does he care about going back to End Kong?
1: (laughs) But it's, like, it's full of people, right? It's wall-to-wall arcade cabinets.
0: Jam-packed, mate!
1: You see people walking around, peeking over people's eyes, seeing what they're playing. I can't play Elden Ring if there's someone in the same room as me. Imagine trying to beat Donkey Kong and someone's peering over your shoulder.
0: (laughs) You have just triggered memories of when I was a kid. I had lots of cousins that were, like, a couple of years younger than me, and I'd be playing Pokemon or something, and they'd want to watch from over your shoulder, which just evaporates any enjoyment of you playing a game. (laughs) For some reason, somebody watching you do it is like...
1: Now I've got to put on a show. I can't perform to a crowd. (laughs) Yes, I can. That's it. Yes.
0: (laughs) So Alan, Laura and Flynn has now formed a team and their first big step now is to break into NCOM. At the same time, um, <laughs> Dillinger is talking to Master Control, Uh, And he reveals, this is the other stakes the movie pretends there are, that he's going to hit the Pentagon and the Kremlin because he's bored with corporations. So (laughs) this is like a little extra incentive for us to be interested in Alan, Laura, and Flynn doing their job really well.
1: MCP, the Master C, he demands a Chinese language file, presumably for his world domination angle. But that got me thinking, is there not internet yet? Can he not just download something?
0: Don't think so.
1: So I looked it up, Evan. Oh my
0: god, you did!
1: Guess when the internet came out? When was the release date of the internet?
0: Alright. 92.
1: January 1st, 1983. Oh my... Which is a year after this film. Odd. So how was Flynn hacking Master C from his house? Don't Don't worry about it.
0: One really long wire. (laughs) He's
1: got the 1980s version of a 500 (laughs) metre ethernet cable.
0: So they're they're searching through the building now, Laura, Flynn, and Alan. Just Mm. the worst names for heroes, by the way. Yeah. But let's breeze past that, because it's not the only naff thing about this movie. And Laura says, as long as they stay off the top floor, Dillinger will never know they've been here. What about, hmm, I don't know, security cameras? You have an AI which has world domination in its eyes. You don't have recordy boys Of course there are security cameras.
1: Also, we saw um, that boffin Alan on his computer earlier. Master C typed a message to him. Alan knows that Master C has access to all the computers. The reason they're sneaking in there is to use computers. Of course
0: he'll bloody know they're there. Of course, Aaron.
1: These are meant to be clever people as well. (laughs) I, I I said, stop, guys. They'll know you're there. Don't go on the computers. What do they do?
0: Well, that's all they can do, because all the stuff they need is on computers.
1: (laughs) And the internet doesn't exist.
0: As we established, he's only got the one 500-meter wire, and that's plugged in at his house. That's a real hassle to move. (laughs) It's bad enough he's got to plug it back in every day because someone in the street trips over it. (laughs) Well, bloody Master Control does know they're there instantly, because Mm. Flynn gets on a computer and starts just openly mocking him.
1: Yeah, he gets on a computer in maybe the least safe room in the building. The room with a bloody laser that vaporizes people.
0: Yeah, and a room which must have had more than one computer, but he chose the one where the laser would be pointing at his back. <laughs> Master, Master C, okay, I'm, I'm fully on board with that now, by the way, can only switch that laser on and off. It's not like he can move it about. <laughs> so yeah. this guy played himself.
1: Oh, he's the smartest hacker that ever lived. <laughs>
0: If you give him some time, he can really do a good job with like five hours for a sentence. (laughs) Well, yeah, Master Sieve shoots the laser at Flynn. Of course he does.
1: Mm. He gets digitized.
0: Well, yeah.
1: And it's like a reverse 3D printer. He gets taken out layer by layer.
0: I did quite like that.
1: Yeah. The effects can be all right in here. That was all right. For the time. Yeah.
0: The more you see of them, the more they grate you. and there's a lot coming up (laughs) the rest of this movie are quotes effects
1: (laughs) i don't know there's one shot at the end in the real world
0: (laughs) that was nice honestly even though it was a nothing scene for my eyes it was so relaxing just to have normal colors
1: (laughs) (laughs) save it for the end dev
0: immediately within getting digitized and put into i guess what is a game, uh, but is also the system in which Master Control runs. So who knows? Uh, Flynn gets captured by these red dudes who are just goons. these goons. Do they have a name? <sighs> I,
1: no, they're, I said, just, they're just goons, they're evil aren't they? are even programs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just basically guys in a white and red suit with like American football gear on, on just <laughs> the top half. They are super top heavy. And I fucking shit you not, there's not a single one of them I couldn't outrun. But Flynn just lets himself be taken by these guys who can't even turn quickly, let alone <laughs> catch you. MC asks Sark, who is. So MC's the big top man, but he's just like a big head trapped somewhere. Sark is his man on the ground. He's the guy running all these goons, and he's the digital version of Dillinger, uh, which I only realised... did realized. not pick up on that.
1: Me either. Did Me, you say they do the not plots look are the are same.
0: Not. Yes, I said it in the plot's not. that's when I realised yeah.
1: it. <laughs> I didn't get that.
0: And Master Control says to Sark, don't kill him now, make him die in the games. Because they hold Mm. like these weird gladiatorial games in this digital program world. Why? Who knows? But he wants him to die in a humiliating way being killed by one of the other programs.
1: And I think it's alluded to, they are the games that Flynn wrote, right? We definitely see one of these games being played at his arcade. I guess so, yeah. Yeah? I don't know. I was hardly paying attention, Ed. This was not grabbing me.
0: <laughs> Neither were the people who were writing this, Harry. <laughs> this was Coke-era film writing, where you'd do a big line at the start of the day, and you'd write a load of shit, and you'd follow it up with another big line.
1: <laughs> a line, then a line.
0: <laughs> but oh. for Flynn, a line, and then a few letters, and then another line.
1: <laughs> He'd speed up eventually, though, right?
0: Uh, yeah, until he slowed down for a bit, because there is a <laughs> wall, as we know. <laughs> well, Sark now delivers this sort of villainous speech to all the new recruits that have been brought in, and all of them are programs, obviously, apart mm. from Flim. The, the main theme of this is that users do not exist, uh, and if you agree to this, you'll all receive a free frisbee, which is your main thing throughout the games. So the users within the context of this, to these programs, are like gods. But mm. The the bigger programs are telling them the users don't exist, it's just us, baby.
1: Yeah, it's just the Master C. Yeah. He's the only user you need. <laughs> Did we see any more of those discs?
0: Uh, yeah, in the movie, quite a few people have them.
1: I don't know, I figured, because what I knew of Tron, apart from the light cycles, was the disc game. So I assumed, oh, that's what they used to throw at people. But was it, or was that just something else?
0: No, I think it's all the same thing. Everybody has a disc. It's like the data disc or some shit, but not all the games use the disc. Okay. As we're about to find out, one of them is much more lacrosse-based. <laughs> Tron, who we're introduced to here, but it's not a very glorious introduction, he's mm. put straight away into a game, and this is the, the Frisbees, and he just kills a bunch of other programs that have also been forced into the games, and he doesn't mind at all. this guy is for the greater good you guys have gotta die, I've got a (laughs) fucking plan, and Flynn is at the same time put into a mix of squash, lacrosse and pong with Mm. another blue dude
1: Where just before this, I think uh, the programs that Flynn's been imprisoned with, they explain to him what's going on, they say they're gonna make you play games to survive and in the most how do you do fellow kids vibe Flynn says, (laughs) I play video games better than anybody (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't think people talk like that, Flynn.
0: <laughs> I can't speak to what they spoke like in the 80s, but I doubt it was like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Flynn
0: does, not on purpose, he does murder a dude. He, he like, knocks him off a cliff, and, and then Sark is like, kill him. And he's like, yeah. nah. And he's like, fine, I'll make you regret that. And then he just kills him, as if, Flynn was supposed to regret not having had killed him.
1: So the game they're playing looks quite similar to, is it called Drop Shot in Rocket League?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. One
1: oh, yeah. an up-to-date
0: reference. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a bit like Pong as well. They're hitting a ball against the ceiling and if it bounces on the floor, it'll make a ring fall out underneath you. Yeah. And Flynn eventually knocks out some rings. His opponent starts falling down. He's scrambling up and Sark says, finish him off. And <laughs> Flynn really dramatically just goes, No! <laughs> 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 With like, yeah, it's not good act. Poor Jeff Bridges.
0: I really want to bat for him, but, yeah, but I feel like he's the best one in this for sure. So let's get that out of the way. Apart from the guy who played Sark, I did enjoy some of his stuff, mm. but everything else is absolutely one take that's good enough. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> yes, let's move on, Evan.
0: <laughs> well, now we've reached bikes versus bikes, Harry. The, the thing oh. I thought this whole movie was about, and the game I was absolutely sure was called Tron, until I learned there was a guy in this called Tron. Mm. So there's was two teams. There's a gold team and a blue team. For some reason, now the good guys aren't in blue. They're in gold, which is super confusing, since in all of the rest of the movie, blue guys are always the good guys. And they manage to yeah. wipe out all the blue guys and then all escape on their bikes together.
1: This scene is iconic, though, and it? Like you said, this is what people think of when you hear Tron. Not that rubbish character who has nothing about him. It's the light <laughs> cycles. <laughs> and uh, in a real pro-gamer move, Flynn makes a guy crash into the wall, which makes a big crack. But they all then escape down. What a play.
0: Yeah. I don't want to ponder too much the logistics of that within a digital world but it happened and (laughs) they got out. What are the rules? The most annoying thing about this scene and speaks to what you just said about how people don't sound like that. A voice here says the video game players are escaping the video game grid which made me (laughs) wretch. We know it's a video game. You don't (laughs) have
1: to keep telling me. (laughs) Please stop telling me.
0: Fucking disgraceful use of I don't even want to say terminology, because it's not. It's just executives in a Hollywood boardroom trying to sound like kids doing a <laughs> line of coke every other
1: word. So um, as they do escape, Sark is watching them on a big map. Did you catch this? The map he's looking at is just Pac-Man. And there's even a little Pac-Man going... Wah, wah, wah.
0: I missed that. I and mean, it almost feels like you're making that up, but I bet you're not.
1: No, nah, go... Why would I make that up? Go back and watch it. Watch Tron again. go back and watch it? <laughs> <laughs> That'll I just prefer to believe you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now Flynn, Tron and Ram. Oh, yeah. Ram is with them. He was one of the gold boys. It uh, doesn't mm. matter. He'll be dead soon. <laughs> They're all running from the tanks. They're sort of driving to a digitised environment. And it really feels like they were struggling for what this should look like. Because I despise it it essentially looks like what the inside of the death star does which i do not hate but instead Mm. they've taken it frame by frame and painted over it in ms paint and then that's what we got for tron
1: it's it's not fantastic is it but you've got to think this is very early cgi right was this like the first majorly cgi film or something
0: I wish I did any research, Harry, so let's say yes. Oh, yeah,
1: I was so disgusted, I just closed my laptop and went to sleep when I was done. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look good, does it? And the tanks are like just four blobs put together.
0: (laughs) I am not criticising what they could do at the time, because obviously they couldn't do much. What I'm criticising is whether they should do it. And if this (laughs) is what your result is, and you're not happy with it, put it on the shelf for a bit. Try again later on.
1: Try again in 10 years' time.
0: And people love Tron Legacy. I think that's the one I was thinking of when I added really? this to our list. Yeah, apparently that's the good one. So I really landed us with, this is my fault.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Why would they make a sequel 30 years later if no one liked the first one, though?
0: This is a cult classic, isn't it? This is like The Room or Super Mario Bros. There are people who hit for it hard.
1: Fucking lunatics, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Ram and Flynn, they get blasted by one of the enemy tanks, uh, and Flynn carries uh, Ram away because he's quite injured.
1: Like you are when you get shot by a tank.
0: Yeah, but Flynn is fine, though. Uh, maybe because he's a, he's a user. user. Mate. Yeah, it's alluded to that he has some like godly abilities in this universe, as is about to be attested to. Flynn lays him down in like these ruins of sorts, and then around them... Like this ship starts being built and it turns out it's one of the recognizers. Recognize. <laughs> <laughs> and it builds around him and Ram.
1: Were we supposed to know that when they went in? Were we supposed to realise oh that's a crumbled up recognizer?
0: No, it was just a bunch of grey blocks on top of each other. Just mm. like everything else in the movie mate.
1: <laughs> Here's five polygons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Regardless of being in this little haven now. Ram can't hold on anymore. And Flynn sort of grabs his hands and is like, don't worry, bud, we're gonna get you fixed up, but that isn't quite enough for Ram. And he just fucking dies. And this is a true example of the poor acting in this movie, because Ram's death blows, while he's stood up, by the way, he's not even lying down for this, so he's okay to stand up, but he is going to die anyway. He does these strange moaning noises and the camera just sits on him while he does it, and then he just dies, and then Flynn carries on. He's like, "Yep, yeah, fair enough. Just a program." Isn't it?
1: <laughs> I, I didn't pick up on any of that. You were done was by not invested. Point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was checked out
0: because I knew how awful this was. As I'd been watching it, I was like, "There's no way I can expect Harry to be paying attention to every little detail now because it's painful <laughs> to watch it." So I really had to painstakingly watch every second.
1: I watched this with my girlfriend, and she was asleep by this point. <laughs> and I was so Sorry, jealous leash. of her. <laughs> so um, he flies off in the recognizer. Yes. And as he's flying it, he goes, Whoa, the controls are just like the arcade grip. So that's handy.
0: Well, it would be handy, because he said that like he knew how to use the arcade grips, but he immediately crashes the ship at <laughs> So those being similar were no help for him at all. <laughs> Is
1: it immediate? Does he not
0: get that little floating? He flies about for a bit, but mostly because it seems like longer, because now we're with Tron for a bit. He's running through the facility just aimlessly, and he happens to bump into his old mate, Yuri. Now, mm. here's a, a good point to define, that Tron is just Alan from the real world. He's the digital version of Alan, even though Alan is not in the game. Okay, And yeah. Yuri is the digital version of Laura, who is also not in the game.
1: So I think because they coded them, they look like them, right?
0: What, they all just coded one little guy each? One little program?
1: Well, maybe. I don't know. But, like, I did not realise that Alan looks like Tron until I read the plot sign Because <laughs> <laughs> Alan wears glasses. It's like a Clark Kent situation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we proved that works. So yeah. that's
1: Superman legit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, The woman, though, I actually wrote, now the woman is in here? What the fuck? But no, it's just a program.
0: Yeah, and there's no reason for her to be in this movie at all, but we will get to that. They both know each other, the programs. They're like girlfriend, boyfriend type stuff, and they want to make a plan to escape together right now. And they panic for a moment, and they're just like, let's go for it. And it turns out it's not that hard because they just lightly jog past a room full of people into a little corridor. Nobody looks, nobody gives a fuck that they're running away together, and they leave the room.
1: They get out. At this point, I wrote in my notes, this film is rubbish. It takes me this long to work it out.
0: <laughs> See, I know that feeling because at this point, I'm sure your notes were looking a little sparse to you. So you're like, I have to write something." But all you could think is the only thing that's dominating your mind, which is, <laughs> this sucks. This yeah. sucks ass.
1: <laughs> this is naff. <laughs> naff, yes. It's a naff film.
0: So as you were just saying, this is where Flynn meets his bit, which is something um, in programs. This is a technical term of some kind. So I bit. think
1: uh, I I know nothing of coding. But, um,
0: it's a it's a, a, it's a yes or no,
1: basically. One bite is one piece of information. It can ah, be positive or negative. And I think that's just...
0: That's what it is in the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And um, his whole stick is he can only say yes or no. And he's a little floating ball. And it did make me realise Baby Yoda's not actually that original, is he? That's his whole stick in The Mandalorian. I'm doing a lot of Disney Star Wars references today. <laughs> that's Baby Yoda's stick.
0: What's going on? Is this bit in the rest of the movie? I don't remember
1: it no. anywhere else. So no. this scene is for nothing this... then. Yeah. Do you think it's, li- it's like Baby Yoda that they were trying to sell bit toys?
0: Uh, well, you'd want to make different ones, wouldn't you? But all the bits look the same. So <laughs> yeah. Once you've collected one, you've collected them all. So that's that line failed. <laughs>
1: collect the yes bit and the no bit
0: <laughs> well this is where flynn crashes uh even though the ship had the old joystick setup
1: does he crash for any reason or is it just to advance the plot
0: he, yeah so the the ship looked partially damaged it was missing oh, something I of fell the off didn't bits. it yeah and he was like dragging it left to right uh, while he was flying but the plot just needs him to crash so we can do this next bit. Flynn is hiding somewhere. A group of guards passes, the big red goons, and he jumps down, tackles one to the floor, and then figures out that he can steal the uniform just by touching them. And after he does that, the guard disappears. So Flynn has just killed this program. Uh, and at the same he didn't time... He feel so
1: guilty about that.
0: No, he doesn't mind at all. Uh, at the same time, Tron and Yuri uh, are killing a guard, straight up just killing with one of the frisbees, and they climb up one of these big wires that are connecting the different parts of the, of the world. I don't know why there are wires inside of the digital world. I don't know why any of this is happening, Harry. Why did we watch it's happening this film to us? Yes. <laughs> we had so many other choices. We could have watched The Pacifier, Alien versus Predator, George of the Jungle, a great <laughs> range of movies, but instead,
1: <laughs> if you fancy watching any of those films, get on to us on Twitter. <laughs> What's the
0: Twitter app? At SoYouThinkPod on Twitter or Instagram. Or if you're above 30, email us at SoYouThinkPod at <laughs> gmail.com.
1: There you go. You can edit that into something.
0: <laughs> well, wow. Tron and Yuri meet up with a program called Dumont. Who, Mm. for some inexplicable fucking reason, just has a massive penis on his head, and I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. He literally has a huge penis. It looks like a pope's hat, but actually shaped. It's a lot more phallic than a a pope's
1: hat. It's like it's got a bell end on it. Are there bollocks, or did I imagine that?
0: I think his head was one of the bollocks, and we were to imagine (laughs) the other.
1: It's an odd design choice, isn't
0: it? It It's crazy for a. Character designer on this film to create him like that, and also crazy for the film's universe, where a guy programmed him
1: like that. Did they program them to look a certain way? Aren't they just bits of code?
0: What? So we thinking that the guy who programmed him walks around with a big old penis hat. If they look like the guy that programs you, there is a guy walking about in the (laughs) real world with an actual dickhead.
1: Well, I did think he looks. So the actor, because at this point I'd realize, hang on, Tron is Alan. The woman is the woman. This dickhead guy looks like the old bloke with the laser gun from the start.
0: Oh, it could be him. Yeah. Or it could have been the the original owner of Encom, who came into danger. Same guy, mate. Was it the same guy? Yeah, same guy. Oh, there we go. They're all the same guy. I think it is that guy.
1: (laughs) There's only one actor in this film. (laughs) That old man. (laughs) Just with different hats on. (laughs) Right, put on the dickhead now.
0: Now, essentially, he's like this old, he's supposed to be like this religiously-type character, and he is blocking the way to a place where Tron can speak to Alan, who is his creator. And it takes all about three seconds of convincing until he lets Tron through to go to speak to Alan. they are not really talking. Obviously, Alan is typing at a computer. We've done that enough. And Tron receives a new Frisbee, a new data disk, with the codon that is needed to stop the master control program. We're getting there, baby. We're getting there.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, they make their escape onto... It looks like a big satellite. So they run in towards it, and it travels along these beams.
1: The Solar Sailor, they call it. The
0: Solar Sailor, which is quite a cool name, and it does look just
1: like that. Again, I'm doing more Star Wars. It's Count Dooku's ship, right?
0: Shit, it is Count Dooku's ship. Yeah, that's got one of those big shield things at the front. Yeah, spot on, mate. I don't even like Star Wars. Wars Okay, I didn't love that so much. Tron is (laughs) fighting a bunch of people on the bridge. He's just killing red guy after red guy. One of them sees all of the rest of them be killed and just decides to kill himself. That's how fucking sick Tron is. But it turns out in all the kerfuffle, Tron has accidentally thrown Kevin Flynn off the bridge, who, of course, we just found out, has stolen one of these costumes. Ah,
1: yes.
0: It also turns out that he didn't need to because he's just gotten to where these guys are. We saw no sort of situations where he needed that costume it's not like he avoided guards or anything at this point
1: he probably just walked in with that group oh yeah yeah (laughs) oh you're another red guy we're going to get tron fucking ideal let's go
0: that's my favorite thing Tron helps Flynn back up off the bridge after a, a moment where he looks like he's going to fall, but he doesn't. Oh, it would have been good if he did and the movie ended here, but we've yeah, got a bit left. Good. And they start sailing away safely together along these beams. And Flynn tells Yuri and Tron that he is in fact a user and not another program, which is why, mm. I don't know, I guess they've seen him do some special shit. I don't, I don't really know why this is happening. It's supposed to assign significance to this user program stuff. There's a religious metaphor here.
1: Yeah, and they take it quite well. Someone telling them, I am a god. They just sort of go, Oh, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> Are you as good as we thought you were? No. Oh, okay. That's the whole conversation. Everybody <laughs> is nonplussed about everything in this movie, and we'll get to an even better example. <laughs> Me of that too. Very soon. <laughs> 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 so they're sailing along this, this big beam. They can only travel along these beams, basically. Mm. And they're being chased by two of those recognizers but the master control program has put an energy surge through one of these beams. Who knows why he just didn't turn it off and kill them all at once, but he doesn't, and it halts the ship for a moment. But because he's a god, Kevin Flynn sticks his arm in one of these beams, creates a junction that the ship can pass along to another beam, and then the the pulse just goes back through the the beam they're on and destroys the recognizers. If that was hard to listen to, try watching it. (laughs) (laughs) as they're now traveling down this beam the big ship that all the bad guys are on including sark heads them off and just straight Mm. up crashes through the solar sailor
1: sark's control carrier which looks pretty sick we haven't touched on that that's a cool design for a ship right
0: it is just star wars how it is filmed in the movie uh, and the design itself I guarantee you it's just a Star Wars ship. It looks like one of the Rebellion ships. The Hammerhead one, it looks like, specifically. It hasn't got the Hammerhead, though.
1: kind of looked like it did. Nah, it's got, like, a side lump halfway down it. Maybe I'm thinking... Watch Tron lump? again, Evan.
0: No, oh, I can't, now. Please don't make me... <laughs> <laughs> Fine, it had a side lump.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but somehow this giant ship just appears out of nowhere between two pixely canyons. And we're led to believe that Tron is just dead. Off-screen, Tron dies.
0: Well, to be fair, they should all be dead because a ship crashed through (laughs) the ship. But yeah, Tron is supposedly off-screen dead and the other two are just somehow captured and brought to one of the cells.
1: I think we then get Sark doing a bit of um, interrogation on them.
0: You say interrogation. He shouts at them for a moment and then he tells them that in a moment, I'm going to leave this ship and when I do, this ship will be de-resed along with all of you. Which mm. is a very complicated way to kill someone. You could yeah. just throw them overboard. This movie has established that on the ground there are these spider things that will kill you because one of the characters is like, we shouldn't oh, be yeah. killed by those. We shouldn't go near those. They're, they're going to kill us.
1: We just see one shot of those. I'd forgotten
0: and about And they them. are never back or mentioned again. We just get like a 10 second shot of them scrabbling around on the floor. And instead, Sark's like, you know what? I'll delete my ship with them on board.
1: I did like in this scene how um, when Sark is shouting, he glows. He lights up. Yes,
0: he does. Yeah, there's a a bit of jittering and splittering from from people in the movie. Yeah, but he does light up when he's shouting.
1: Yeah, that was probably the most interesting thing I saw watching this.
0: So he, he does what he said he'd do. He gets off his ship. He flies off. And the ship starts to de-res. It doesn't affect Flynn, because he's a user, so he's not powered by the game. He's, who knows? Uh, And Yuri starts to die. And because Flynn has these god powers, he saves her. And then she is like, why did you save me? And then he's like, because I would like your help to escape. And she says, fine. She is (laughs) as nonplussed as it gets about her life being saved and completing the journey. This girl had given up.
1: To be fair, if you think you finally got the sweet release of death... Yeah. Flynn brings you back, you're going to be pretty... Uh, fine. I probably would have
0: been more annoyed, yeah. I was almost out, man. Yeah. Have we missed a
1: bit? Um... Tron, it turns out, is not dead. He's, like, hanging on the side of the ship like a gremlin in the Twilight Zone. That's what it's called. Oh,
0: right. <laughs> But I know you're definitely thinking of The Simpsons.
1: Yes, I was mainly thinking of that
0: one. That gave me nightmares as a kid, you know. Oh, same. Meanwhile, Master Control is having all the programs that he's not happy with brought to him. And it looks like they're sacrifices, but he's actually going to assimilate them into his own program so he can become smarter. For some reason, Master Control is a giant dreidel. I have no idea <laughs> why. but He's just a red
1: hurricane, isn't he?
0: Yeah, but with like a triangular bottom when he's still. It's only when he spins that he looks like a hurricane.
1: I thought when he stopped, he looked like a red Easter Island head.
0: I'm not watching it again, Harry. Don't make me. <laughs> I
1: agree with you. No, no, I, I believe you more because I was checked out at this point. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fair. Me too. So Tron has is back now. He's now on the platform with Sark and he has this big battle with him with their frisbees. But ultimately, Tron is stronger for some reason, and he just throws a Frisbee, splits his Frisbee in half, and cuts his fucking head open. And he heads Boom, straight head into... Shot. Crazy stuff. Straight into MCP. That's such a gamer term, mate. Are you a gamer? Do you like games?
1: Don't lump me in with those <laughs>
0: fucking neckbeards. <laughs> Tron now attacks the Master Control Program. So MCP is the controller of this whole thing. And... Really, he could have any powers he wants, because he's the smartest and most powerful thing here. But his defences are just... Even though he's probably about 80 feet high, he has these squares, which are probably about 5 feet high each, spinning all around the same portion of him. (laughs) But, to be fair, it works, because all Tron can aim at, and all he does aim at, is those squares. So over and over and over again, he throws a Frisbee, it hits a square... And it's not until we cut away to Flynn, who's with Yuri, and he's got a plan to throw himself into the Master Control program and like become part of it. But not before he plants an out-of-nowhere and unsubstantiated kiss on Yuri. And she kisses him back, by the way. There's no setup for this. They just, for some reason, kiss here. This woman thinks her boyfriend died five minutes ago, and she's already kissing a guy she just met. Also, why are they kissing?
1: What is this for? She's vulnerable, mate. That's when they're at their easiest.
0: That has to be it. Yes. And then he, commitment-free, jumps out of there and into the master control program. The MCP dies. Everything goes blue, so you know everything's good again and we're taken back to the real world where we see Flynn 3D printed back into the room. He finally gets onto the computer without the master control program watching him, and it turns out the proof he needed all along was simply five lines on a piece of paper. No signatures, no logos, nothing. This isn't like company stock paper. This is just a piece of paper with five sentences on. So you're telling me this movie could have been resolved by Kevin Flynn (laughs) popping into a Snappy Snaps, asking them to write out something on a computer and print it out for him. I know what I'd have preferred to watch, Harry.
1: Did printers exist in 1982?
0: Printers existed before the internet, surely.
1: I didn't do any research on this, Evan. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Fuck. Get in touch if you know about printers. (laughs) The true ending of the movie is that Flynn is now the CEO of Encom. Dillinger's out and everything is put to rights.
1: Mm. Flynn flies in on his helicopter and he gets out and he hugs his two friends. Who, in reality, he spent about half an hour with?
0: Yeah. He only knows the girl, kind of. He'd never met Alan before. He'd spent more time with their digital counterparts. (laughs) Oh, well, there's no trivia, and there's no bad reviews, because this movie took all of the life out of me.
1: Yeah, and we are speed running.
0: We are indeed, and we're doing well at this point, so let's get to that all-important question. Harry, so you think that was good, do you?
1: I don't think I've ever claimed to think that was good, Evan. That was fucking awful, frankly. It was just a film where things happened, and it wasn't really explained what was happening, right? You'd go from one scene to another, and... Oh, now they're here. Now they're climbing up a wire. I don't fucking know why it's happening. I don't know if I didn't understand what was going on because they used what sounded like they could be technical terms, but from 40 years ago when this film came out. So maybe that's why I don't understand it. It's archaic computer language. Maybe it's just I'm an idiot. Like, my attention span's been killed by social media and I need films to spell out what's going on. Or maybe this film's just fucking awful.
0: Harry, I think it's the latter, because I absolutely agree with you.
1: Aside from all of that... Hang on, Evan. You thought that was good, did you, Evan?
0: Thank you, Harry. No, I (laughs) bloody did not.
1: Did I get the pod right there?
0: You missed the so, but it was close enough. (laughs) Aside from all of that, the, the things I despised the most were the graphical elements. And I know they were hindered by the ability of what they could do at the time. But it goes from... Like the actual people are people with like a filter on them and they're just mm. jittering about the screen all the time. So they're, they're so filmed in black and white, aren't they? And it makes you feel a bit ill watching them because they move in like a an insect having a seizure. It's horrific. And then yeah. it switches to the other stuff because they can't quite do CGI. They do animated stuff. And it looks a lot like the 80s Transformers animated movie, which in itself is seizure-inducing. Mm. Conceptually, there was something here to be enjoyed. And I think what stopped me from enjoying that was the movies that have been made now that emulate this. Things like Ready Player One that that take this idea of gaming and gamers and sort of turn it into this corporate movie. But it just doesn't work. It feels so jarring and forced. And I don't, I don't want it. I would <laughs> never watch this movie again, even to fact check. I'm happy to submit everything I've said to your opinion. So no, Harry, I... I did not like this movie. I don't think it was good, do I?
1: Well, I'd just like to say, please don't choose our next film, Evan. I'll have a go.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you, regardless of that comment, for (laughs) joining me. And thank you all for listening. This truly was a speed run. I just took a quick peep at our recording time and it looks very, very nice indeed. This shouldn't take too long to edit. Please leave us a five-star review if you also think Tron is trash And if you don't think Tron is trash, I implore you to watch Tron again and reconsider. (laughs) Join us again next week. Oh, for something. I don't know. I'm too exhausted by this to even think about next week's movie. Follow us on Twitter at SoYouThinkPod. Same over on Instagram. Until bloody next time, goodbye.
1: End of line. That's what he says in the film. That is what he says in the film. (laughs)